You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Well, lots to talk about uh, on quite a chaotic uh, final day of the month, last day of the quarter. Always makes for an interesting uh, trading day. And just to uh, add to the spice, shut up, man. We had the US presidential debate. We had Capitec posting decent results. PPC, well, it just can't seem to post results at all. And Ascendus revises its results. Lots to talk about with Wayne McCurry, Portfolio Manager at F&B Wealth and Investments, and Adair Tolkien, Portfolio Manager at uh, Korean Capital. Uh, Wayne, um, last day of the quarter, last day of the month, we sort of do a bit of a mini wrap at this time. And uh, on the JSE, not a good month at all, down almost 3%. Yes, but when you consider how much it's rallied in the last you know, the last couple of months after the, uh, the COVID, the worst of the COVID, 3% is nothing, quite frankly. So, I mean, it's, it's basically gone sideways. The market's basically gone sideways since the 15th of July. It's set at 54,000, 55,000 since then. So, not that big a difference, really, over the last couple of months, in fact. And, Nadir, to bring you in here, if you look at the MECI's broadest index of global shares, which tracks nearly 50 countries, that's on path for a 4% September loss. So, overall, slightly better than the global average. And uh, to Wayne's point, it does seem like uh, we, we're just trading in a sideways range at the moment. What might be a catalyst to break out of this? Yeah, so evening, I call evening to your listeners. So, so, I think what might be a catalyst is that um, you know, some sort of semblance of an economic turnaround, which is going to see, um, you know, multiple expansion across a number of stocks outside of, you know, just the resource stocks and numbers and process, which is really what's driven the market so far this year. Um, you know, we're talking about the market being sideways since, um, you know, the middle of July and still up significantly since the lows of COVID. Um, but that's still predominantly, you know, if you look at it over a longer period, uh, we're still seeing a lot of, you know, the ramp of the market still down significantly. Um, you know, so outside of those mining shares, uh, particularly gold and platinum mining with diversified miners really chipping in with some decent returns kind of in the region of 20 to 30% so far this year, despite the big sell-off we saw in March. Um, you know, the rest of the market has actually been absolutely decimated. And I think we need a bit of confidence being injected into the system. We need some sort of indication that these companies' earnings trajectories are turning around. Um, you know, we saw Capitec releasing results today. Um, you know, obviously earnings down significantly north of 85%, but, you know, the share still rallying significantly because of the stellar um, kind of second half of the of, of the half of the year. So the second quarter of, of the six-month reporting period, um, you know, where they saw a big, in, a big improvement in the earnings. So, I mean, I think that's just an indication of, kind of how far stretched the spring has become. Um, you know, mm. we, we just need to see any kind of earnings beat. We saw it was ShopRite earlier this month. We saw it was BizVest earlier this month uh, before giving up some of those gains. We've seen it with NASMART really bouncing. That's really not a great business, but bouncing significantly off their lows, um, you know, when they're reporting, you know, lower than expected losses. So the spring is wound exceptionally tight, Michael. So I think when you combine some sort of confidence injected into the market with a relatively de- some kind of 
Uh, earnings momentum, like we saw in ShopRite earlier this month, I, I, I think that could be a catalyst to um, unlocking a lot of this value. But we need a lot of things to go right. We need the global environment to be conducive as well, and some sort of risk on sentiment as opposed to this big risk off sentiment that we've mm. seen so far in September. That's really what's driven the chase. Confidence, confidence, confidence. Wayne, uh, I'm going long orange overalls after today's announcement. Uh, I was yes. tweeting yesterday, where is Hermione Cronier? She's got a day to go after telling Chris Barron in the Sunday Times, watch this space. September, we're going to see some high-profile arrests. And on the last day of the month, here we have it. Uh, maybe not yeah. the kingpin, maybe n- not um, sort of the ace Magashula at that level, but uh, just one level down. Is that enough to start building that confidence? Look, all of this helps. And the mere fact that it's happened tells you something and this, this is the second high profile one because we had other one we had another one two three days ago last week whenever Richard you know so yeah so we've had uh he had a conviction a couple of days ago or last mm, week mm. so all of this builds confidence and when you look at what the rand's done in the rand's relatively strong today you know because 1669 our economists have had a look at their rand forecast and they actually see the rand strengthening up until the end of next year and going to about 15.50. Many dollar weakness. So it's not so much domestic factors. Yeah. But still, yeah, that's their forecast. Absolutely. Dollar weakness. Uh, and that segues nicely into that big presidential debate last night. And uh, Nadir, CNN saying... Biden won the Clinton News Network, unsurprising that. Fox saying Trump won. I think that tells you everything about not only the debate, but the state of U.S. media and U.S. politics. Uh, What's the market saying, though? Because the market at the open, the futures market was uh, quite soft in in early trade in Asia and in Europe today. And then we saw uh, the Dow and the S&P and the Nasdaq all rallying at the open. Is that saying that the market believes Trump is on the front foot? Yeah, look, I mean, it, it's very difficult to tell how Trump is on on foot, um, you know, after last night's display. I mean, it was it was despicable, wasn't it? I don't know if you may, if you still had to watch the debate, but I, I mean, did. It, 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 it was appalling, wasn't it? I mean, we just resorted to name-calling, and uh, probably the most constructive analysis I've seen of it is saying that, uh, you know, the biggest user of yesterday's debate was the American public. Um, <laughs> so so I, I think the bottom line here, Michael, very difficult to tell, actually, um, who's on the front foot subsequent to that debate. I don't think that Biden was particularly good. I just think that you know, Donald Trump was absolutely shocking, but he did what Donald Trump does. Um, you well, know, throw a, a lot of hot air, throw a lot of insults. Um, so, I, look, I, the market reaction, look, we have seen a lot of weakness um, in U.S. equity so far this month. Um, you know, it's been the worst month, basically, since, uh, the, since, the, sell-off, since the COVID sell-off. So, I wouldn't read too much into the market kind of uh, seesawing and being quite volatile. Remember, it's, it's not a convincing, it's convincing so higher. Um, you know, it, 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 it's kind of still very volatile with a VIX index also picking up quite significantly into September. So I think if anything, and we've seen the dollar being exceptionally weak, um, you know, we're seeing all emerging market currencies having a decent rally today in excess of 1%. You look at the peso, you look at the rand, you look at the ruble, you look at uh, the rupee, um, all, all firmer against the greenback. So I think, you know, the market is kind of still just indicating that it's directionless and it's exceptionally volatile because, you know, we don't really know what's going to happen in this election. My goodness, mm. you know, who would have thought a 
sitting U.S. president would have said that um, they may not accept the results of, of, of an election. Um, you know, that sounds like dictator stuff. So We'll send observers. We'll send observers to the U.S. to ensure that it is a free and fair election from the African <laughs> Union. Wayne, I was certainly not surprised by anything uh, that, that I saw. We had typical Trump. Um, uh, much of what he said was... Uh, the kind of abrasive bullying style that that he's developed uh, quite successfully. Uh, much of what he said wasn't really true either. But what he yes. does do is he plays to his base. And uh, a lot yes. of his base don't like the Democrats. So if you stand up there and you call Joe Biden a socialist and say he's going to take away private health care and, uh, and all of these things, it does play to uh, his his base, yeah. in effect. And I thought his comments on the, um, the appointment of, of Coney Barrett and quoting yes. uh, Ruth Ginsburg in the opening, actually set Biden uh, back a little bit. Um, I, I was quite surprised. Look, we all know President Trump, and we all know throughout his election campaign and throughout his presidency, there's only two things that matter to President Trump, and the one is President Trump, <laughs> and related to that is playing to his power base and supporting his power base. So it's nothing unusual in that. But his power base is not that massive. I mean, it's not 60% of the population. I mean, we all forget that he actually got fewer votes at Hillary Clinton. And it's probably wow. correct to say mm. that his popularity has gone down since he's been president. I don't know by how much. I mean, you can't believe polls. And we are going to get a storm from both sides up until the election in the month's time. But yes. It was typical President Trump. I think the one thing we can take out of this is that it is going to be a, a close-run thing. PPC delayed its results today. I was a little bit disappointed. I was looking forward to uh, chatting to the new CEO. Uh, some interesting moves inside PPC recently with uh, Antbull uh, being made chairman, uh, Value Capital Partners building a big stake in PPC, becoming the second largest shareholder behind uh, the Public Investment Corporation. And, uh, yeah, the announcement today just saying that uh, there were some discrepancies in the book and uh, it's been delayed now till next Monday. Unfortunate this, Nadia. Yeah, unfortunate indeed. Um, you know, unfortunately, I think the most unfortunate thing is that it's becoming relatively commonplace on the JSE. Um, you know, once again, shines a light on the accounting fraternity. Um, and this has been a company which has, which has struggled with its fair share of challenges um, you know, over the course of the last five years, if you look at the kind of management shakeup that's happened there, if you look at, um, you know, the amount of uh, assets that they've had to impair, a very unsuccessful expansion into the African continent, um, you know, so, and the share price has been absolutely decimated. Uh, you know, if you think about uh, the sh a share price, which was well north of 10 rand not that long ago, um, and kind of just been on a one-track downward. So, look, I think Value Capital Partners, um, taking a stake there does tell you that, you know, um, operationally they do have some um, very attractive assets. You know, you have to see a large-scale investment from a competitor uh, to replicate what they have. So, you know, if we do see a turnaround in the economy and we do see some kind of return to demand for cement new building. Um, you know, no, dear, we've just lost your line there. That is an awful line. Wayne, to bring you in on the uh, PPC story, it's yes. um, it's been an off on again, off again, on again, off again, AfriSAM PPC merger. Um, Rob Vessels, who heads up uh, AfriSAM, certainly knows a few of the guys around Value Capital Partners. Uh, is that back on the table? 
I don't know. It's quite possible. What I do know is there's massive overcapacity in the cement industry. Remember when uh, Sepalku came in, when the industry was already basically producing more than demand, because up until 2010, we had to import cement. There wasn't enough cement in the country. Then every person updated the production capacity because the good times would roll forever. Then we've had 10 years of terrible demand and massive overcapacity, and it's been devastating for this industry. And unique things and things that are unique to PPC didn't help either. But this share price is down from, what, 17, 18 rand, you know, 17 rand uh, five years ago to the sum total of 59 cents. Yeah, penny stock. after a 16% rally today. Yeah, uh, I think it tells you all you need to know. Yeah, and uh, know. what we need... Like what, industry as well. Yeah, what we need is economic growth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're going to be talking to the CEO of AMSA uh, about steel prices a little bit later on. There's a big bun fight happening between the downstream steel fabricators and AMSA because of uh, yeah. AMSA's protected uh, status in, in South Africa. But... Ultimately, what we need is economic growth. If we can get infrastructure going, big construction projects going, the likes of your cement manufacturers and your steel producers yeah. will we'll all start uh, flying what again. You need, what you need, first of all, is just to get confidence going up. Once confidence goes up, everything else falls into place thereafter. So this is primarily a confident thing. People companies are not confident to spend the money. And that's why uh, little things like the Hawks nabbing their first state capture suspects are good. Big things, in fact, in terms of building confidence. So we're going to be talking about that up next. Wayne McCurry, Portfolio Manager at F&B Wealth and Investments and Adair Talken, Portfolio Manager at uh, Korean Capital. With your view from the market, one quick thing. Um, I know that more people are now eating at home because of uh, COVID, but I wasn't aware that the demand for Tupperware uh, was uh, quite so, um, uh, well, how shall we say it, frothy. Uh, Tupperware brands has been on an absolute tear. It's now up 134% year to date. Now, where did I put my lid?